listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because today we have Precious Rogers, who is a Pinterest marketing expert and ad specialist, or she also goes by Pinterest badass. And she helps online coaches, service providers, and content creators pimp their Pinterest to get more eyes on their content, grow their email list, and overall skyrocket their visibility with and without ads. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you and pick your brain about all things Pinterest. I know this is a platform that I feel like so many people in this space are just totally missing out on. So I know we're super excited to dive deep into the conversation with you. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you got started as a Pinterest and ads expert? Yeah, so I started out as a general virtual assistant a couple of years ago, and I pretty quickly um, got into Pinterest because of one of my first clients. She was using Pinterest, but not to its full advantage, but she knew that it was driving traffic um, or bringing a lot of traffic to her website, and she wanted to really leverage it. So that's how I kind of got into it. Um, I started off not knowing really anything about it, and I just was like, I can do it. I can learn about it. And it's been amazing ever since because for me I look at Pinterest as like the underdog and I love kind of rooting for the underdog and really seeing what it can do and I found Pinterest to be way more powerful than many people think that is amazing and so cool that you started in the VA space quick question for you before we really dive deep into Pinterest do you have any tips for anybody who's listening that is in the VA space and they're kind of trying to find their niche yeah figure out what you really enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing like for me I kind of knew right away or pretty quickly that I didn't like admin work like that just wasn't for me and at the time I thought like why don't I really like doing like general admin things but you kind of learned that everyone loves kind of their own thing there are some people who love the back-end things or some people who love tech things um, I love more something that I can teach on and train on and talk about more so you just got to really find what you enjoy doing because if that's something that you really want to like lean into it you really want to enjoy it and especially if you're trying to build your own business you don't want to get stuck doing something that you don't really like so just kind to listen to your heart and go with that. I love that. That is such a good tip. And I'm so happy that you found your space girl and you're absolutely killing it. So I know you were kind of talking about Pinterest being an underdog platform. And I totally agree. I feel like even us here at Social Babes Co, I feel like it's not really a platform that we've like fully tapped into. So I'm kind of curious, what do you think makes Pinterest so different than other marketing platforms? Yeah, I like to say it's an untapped source of gold because the other platforms, 
platforms that most people are um, familiar with or using are like Instagram and Facebook. And those are great, but they are more so great for like short term, like right now, instant things that's happening right now in your business, where Pinterest is a long term marketing strategy that people can always find your content because you once you put your content on Pinterest, it will always be there because it is a search engine. It is not like a typical social media network. It is a search engine for people to find your content whenever, you know, wherever they are in their journey, whenever they need it. So it's very much long-term as opposed to Instagram and Facebook, you know, a post has a lifespan of, of about a day. Pinterest, a pin has a lifespan of three and a half months. And that's like at the beginning stages. So it's going to last for basically forever, as long as it's on your website or wherever you're sending traffic to. That is insane. <laughs> like going from one day to like literally 90 days, like right. if not longer, that is so crazy. And I feel like that's something as a lot of like content creators and just anybody that's building a brand within this space, one of our biggest pet peeves is that we put so much work into content and then for it to like only get 24 hours of traffic, it's like, wow, it's ridiculous. And you're like constantly chasing this hamster wheel almost. Yeah. And then the thing with that also, you know, the algorithm, I mean, there's an algorithm obviously on Pinterest as well, but it's completely different. Whereas Instagram, I can have 1500 followers, but maybe only 200 of them even see the post. So it's not like all of my followers are seeing my post to be able to, you know, go to whatever the thing I am offering. So it's like, you're struggling with that as well. So it's like, it's, it's not as great as, as we want it to be, but it's really great for instant things for what's happening right now. But if you want something where people can always find your content, Pinterest is definitely the place that you want to be. I love that. And speaking of followers, I know this is kind of like a very controversial thing and I've heard a bunch of different things. So I'm kind of curious, does your follower count really matter on Pinterest? So I like to say it does, but only to a certain extent. So of course, it's good to have followers. When you have followers on Pinterest, your followers are going to see your pins, you know, first in a, in a sense. But the other part of that is that Pinterest have um, different feeds. So they have like a smart feed, they have a follower free feed. So if I'm on Pinterest and I'm just on my smart feed, yes, my follower pins might come up or the people I'm following their pins might come up. But if I want to just really see their pins, I have to go to like to my follower feed. Um, so it's, it's not that necessary in your smart f- feed. Pinterest is going to show all types of pins based around your searches. So that's why followers don't matter as much, but they are um, now that they have story pins, they're making it more easier to grow your followers um, in a way to really build that brand awareness. I love that. I think that a hundred percent, what I love about this platform specifically is that your content can be seen if people are not following you and that can be really hard on other platforms. Right. But I know there's even times that I'm scrolling on Pinterest and I'm like, Hey, that's my girl. Like we've had her on the podcast and it's like, I didn't even know that she was on Pinterest. Right. So it's such a cool platform because it really does push your content out to the right people. And speaking of this new stories feature, girl, you have to 
to spill the tea on this. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like the normal Instagram stories or Facebook stories. It's similar in the sense that you post like um, really short, valuable either videos or slides. Um, but the difference is that they don't disappear. You know, they stay on your profile and they get a lot more reach than on um, Instagram or Facebook. Like I seen a post, someone posted to, not today, yesterday, and they were asking, um, you know, if you get more reach on Instagram, Facebook, or your Pinterest stories. And I was like, well, you can't really compare because on Pinterest or story pins actually is what they're called. My reach can be in the thousands, like, because it shows it to just pretty much whoever they kind of want it to based on like what you tag it on. And so that's the difference, but it's really good. Um, the, the downside is that it does not link to anywhere. It's really there to help you kind of build that brand awareness, give valuable content and um, build your followers because at the end of a story pin, it gives them the option right away to follow you. I love that. If they aren't already, which I think is really great too, to help with that aspect of it, because they can either go straight to your profile if they're not already following you, or, you know, they can just follow you right then and there. I think that that's actually brilliant because that is something that I did notice is that I felt like with Pinterest, it can be a little harder to get like followers per se, because it's always linking to something. So the beauty is, is that you're getting all of this traffic other places, but to actually like get them to follow your Pinterest page, I feel like sometimes can be trickier. So with this feature, I guess it's really like combating that. Yeah. And I guess I look at it as, you know, when you go your Pinterest profile, a lot of people, um, I like to say it's the anti-social profile. So people don't really care about you on Pinterest. They're there for your content. Like, I don't care about your favorite restaurants or your favorite um, recipes or where you want to travel. So like things like that, your boards, that's not around your business do not matter because they're there for the content. They're, they're there for like, for me, they're there for my Pinterest marketing content, or, you know, maybe, you know, someone's Instagram marketing content. They're not really there to find out more about you. You're supposed to nurture them once you get them to that next place. So even if it's your email list or your Instagram, that's when you start kind of nurturing them. But Pinterest is about actually getting them to that solution that they're looking for. That's a really, really good point. So note taken is that you have to be juicy AF on Pinterest (laughs) and not like work around the fluffy stuff too much. I love that. So with that being said, I mean, I feel like with any platform, there are always certain types of businesses or niches that do better on different platforms. So based on your experience, what types of businesses do you feel like are best for Pinterest? I think it depends on the type of content that you're already creating. So it really is, it really comes down more to your content and not necessarily your niche or your industry, because if you're not creating content, that is what I call Pinterest worthy, then you have nowhere to drive traffic to. So if you don't have like a blog or um, video content or even like TikToks these days, you really have nothing to drive people to. So you use Pinterest to, you know, drive people to your content. So if you're not creating content, then it's like, it's not going to really work for you too much. Or if you do not have like products, like a Etsy store or a Shopify store where you can send people to, then it won't work for you then in that way either. So it really depends on how you're creating content, even on other platforms. So like I tell people, you don't have to have a traditional blog. Like if you're creating IGTV videos or YouTube videos, you can drive Pinterest traffic directly to those things 
or you can repurpose them to your website and drive people directly there, which Pinterest would usually recommend because they um, prioritize links to your actual website. But it's definitely different ways that you can drive traffic to different places if you're creating the content. That's a really good point. And I didn't ever think of that, to be honest. In my mind, I kind of always thought, you know, if you have like a brick and mortar store, probably not the best for Pinterest, but more so anything online or something that's global is probably better. But I want to actually ask you, do you, is there any sort of way of bringing in local traffic to you if you are kind of like a local business? Yeah, it depends on how, like, so if you're a local business, if you have a website where you're either, you know, you're talking about the content or you have like some kind of pieces of the content on your website, you can kind of use it. The thing would be to use keywords that are uh, specific to where you are located. Same thing for like if, if a photographer, um, usually, of course, they're going to have like a blog or something where they show off their their photos. Um, but if they're local, they're still, you know, geared towards people who are in their area. But for them, they will say like maybe Atlanta photographer, um, Miami photographer, Miami wedding venues, like things like that. They're still going to be able to use Pinterest, but because they're targeting certain audience, they're going to make sure they put their, the keywords to be where they are located. That makes so much sense. I love that so much. Okay. So with that being said, I want to ask you something super juicy and it's what is the biggest mistake that you think that people make when they're on Pinterest? There's so many. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think my, the first one that always comes to mind is like, they don't do keyword research enough. Um, because it is a search engine, your keywords are what matter. So kind of like we talked about the smart feed. If right now you go and search for um, Pinterest marketing on Pinterest, then the next time you log onto Pinterest, your feed is going to show a lot of Pinterest marketing pins. It's going to show people who have Pinterest marketing in their keywords. So whether it's on the pin itself, whether it's in the title or the description of the pin, they're going to show those to you now because that keyword is what you were searching for. And the smart feed is going to pull in pins that have that keyword. So if you're not keywording your content correctly, your content can't be found. You know, you want to make sure it it can be found in different ways, whether it's that home feed, the smart feed, or whether they're just doing a search, you want them to be able to find your content. And the thing is you have to make sure you're actually doing like a deep dive into your keywords. So five or 10 keywords is not enough. For most of my clients, I usually find over 75 to hundred keywords for them to be using when it comes to their content, because that is how their content is going to get found. Oh, I love that. That is such a good point. And I want to actually ask you, do you use the same keywords for every single post or would you suggest like cycling through different keywords? So what I suggest is you have your main topics and then for your main topics, you're going to do keyword research around those main topics. So for example, one of my main topics is getting started on Pinterest. So I'm going to do a whole bunch of keywords under that topic that makes sense. So that could be like Pinterest setup, Pinterest business accounts, um, Pinterest growth tips, tailwind setup, all those things are for people who are getting started on Pinterest. Those are all different keywords that someone could be searching for if they're getting started on Pinterest. And then I'm going to keep this list. So whenever I have content around getting started on Pinterest, I know 
the keywords that I want to kind of use already. Like I have the list of like, these are the most popular keywords that are being used. Let me make sure that I'm using these keywords within the description or on the pin title or on the pin copy, anything like that. So it's really just keeping a list, which is what I recommend to kind of be more efficient and recycling them in a sense, but not like the exact same description on each pin because it might be different content that you're sending traffic to. And you wanna make sure that you're being as relevant as possible with that description. So that pin just actually optimizes it the correct way. I love that. That is such a good point. I think that sometimes we can like overlook it and you see this even with, you know, things like hashtags or the way that we, you know, write out our YouTube bios and things like this. I think it's across the board. You have to be so intentional with what you're doing, because if you're not, it's not going to give you the results that you deserve. Right. Especially in the beginning with Pinterest, you want to kind of mix it up because you don't know really what keywords are actually going to work, which ones don't. So kind of mixing it up across the board helps you to see in a couple of months which one was performing better. And then you can make sure that you're using some of those keywords all the time because you know which ones people are more searching for than others. Because maybe, you know, something like Instagram marketing might be a high search term, but maybe, you know, just as an example, but maybe Facebook marketing isn't which it is, <laughs> but you want to kind of like figure out which ones actually are good ones. And that's going to take some time to figure out on Pinterest because it is a slow burn because it is a search engine. Right. But I feel like that's the thing is it's like, even though it is a slow burn, I think that it's like, it's one of those things that you have to be consistent with it and it's just going to pay off. Right. Right. Um, like I seen this post recently about, um, kind of like instant gratification and it's like, it's often like instant coffee. It's not nearly as awesome as it sounds <laughs> like you'd be like, yeah, I want it now. But then you realize, no, I probably should not have gotten that instant coffee. It's not as good as something that was like slow butte or something like that. And that's the same thing for Pinterest. You know, everything does not have to be so fast. I don't recommend and Pinterest is like your um, initial marketing platform if you're new to like your business because it, it works slow. You want to have something that allows you to drive traffic like right now, but over time you want something that works in the background and is long-term for you. I love that. That is such a good example, girl. I will never forget that coffee example ever. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So, you know, when somebody is kind of just stepping into Pinterest and they're really new to the platform, what are a couple of things that you would recommend before they even get started on Pinterest? Oh, I love this question because this is what I like specialize in. So you want to make sure you know your goal for Pinterest. And it's easy to say that you want to like build your email list or you want to make more money, but really digging deep into your ultimate goal that you want to happen. So even if that's get more leads, if that's get more people on your um email list, if it's get more people into your course, what is that ultimate goal that you want to happen? And a lot of times it won't be something that can directly happen directly from Pinterest. Like if you want someone to join your course, if it's like a, you know, a thousand dollar course, someone from Pinterest might not join right away because they don't know you. And the thing to remember about Pinterest is that it it is cold traffic. So you have to start understanding your customer journey and the funnel that you need to create from Pinterest to that goal. So that might be, you know, getting someone on your email list and then nurturing them and then, you know, inviting them to your Facebook group and then inviting them to follow you on, on Instagram because now you have to warm them up. So the main thing is really figuring out your funnel, like how you want to get people from Pinterest to your goal and really 
the funnel part is so so big to me. Um, digging through how you actually turn cold traffic to warm traffic to hot. I love that. That's such a good point. And honestly, I think that when we think of Pinterest, a lot of the times I know, even for me, I never really thought about using it to drive traffic to Instagram. I kind of always thought like, oh, to a blog, right? Like you kind of, Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things I feel like it's not, not a lot of people have that like moment where it's like, oh, I can use this to bring people over to my Instagram, which has, you know, all those different types of content. And I'm sharing more behind the scenes stuff. And I can actually like interact with them because when they hit that follow button, now I can like, I know that there's somebody new here and versus a blog, unless they actually become a member of your website or something, you don't really know who's on your page checking things out. Right. Right, right. And it's uh, important to use call to actions in different places. So if you know your goal is to grow your email, not email list, is to grow your Instagram, then even if you have a blog, your call to action on your blog should be for them to follow you on Instagram. If they have a way to join your email list, then your call to action like your first email to them or your, you know, your first couple of emails should tell them to follow you on Instagram. So you're going to keep repeating what you want them to do next because people need to be told and they might not do it the first time. They might do it the second time they hear you say it. So it's really important to know where you want that traffic to go, what you want to do with it and be really patient with Pinterest because it's, once again, it's cold traffic and they're not going to just easily, you know, follow you or easily just stay your email list without you actually nurturing them. That's such a good point. I love that so much. And I love how you just said, um, cold traffic. I feel like that's such just, oh, girl, you're so good at this. I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So with that being said, you know, now that we know kind of what we should be doing right when we get on Pinterest, what are your top tips for actually growing? on Pinterest. Yeah. So going back to keywords, always, um, I say every quarter kind of go in and refresh your keywords, make sure you're using the most recent, um, most, um, popular ones, the best ones for your audience and your, your content, you know, maybe you're talking about something new now you want to make sure you, you have keywords around that, or maybe something changed. So for example, six months ago, Instagram reels was not a popular term on Pinterest. Now it's very popular because reels is very very popular. So you want to make sure you're always kind of keeping those things fresh. The same thing for your boards. If you need to add any new boards to match your content that you're creating now, you want to be, you want to do that like about every quarter as well. Um, You want to make sure that you're pinning consistently. And that means usually for Pinterest to be pinning content every single day. It seems like a lot, but it actually isn't as bad as it sounds because you're going to bash that content ahead of time if, you know, you do things how I suggest. (laughs) And you're going to just be having content kind of go out into the Pinterest universe on autopilot in the background without you even really having to do much. You don't have to go engage or anything like that. It's just going to happen. So those are really my things to really stay consistent. Um, Also create a workflow. So you know, when to, when you, when you're going to like post, pin the stuff on um, Pinterest, when you're going to schedule it, when you're going to create your pins, things like that, have a workflow in place so that it makes it really easy for you. I love that. These are such good tips. And I have another question quickly. (laughs) And it's, do you have a platform that you would recommend for scheduling your pins in advance? I know Tailwind is something that 
everybody talks about, but do you find that it's that different from other platforms like later or any other platform that allows you to schedule pins as well? So I am biased. I use Tailwind, so I always recommend Tailwind. I've never used later, um, but I would think later is not as robust as Tailwind since Tailwind has been around for a while. And Tailwind also has Tailwind communities. They have Tailwind um, Create, which allows you to actually create pins directly within Tailwind. Um, their analytics on Tailwind are amazing. And, you know, they really help you pick the most optimized times to pin to, um, to your audience. So I really think Tailwind is probably still in the lead um, right now as opposed to later from what I know later just allows you to schedule, but they don't have those other features like Tailwind does. I get it. I get it. So this is the thing. This is why I wanted to ask, because I think too, with, um, Tailwind, is this true? Does it allow you to repin other people's posts as well? Cause I don't think that's on any other platform. Yeah. So Tailwind does make it easy for you to pin all like, and that's another thing. Cause I don't know if later has like a plugin cause Tailwind has a plugin where you just, you can go to Pinterest or anywhere and click on the plugin and they're going to pull up all the images on that page and you can easily pin them. Um, I don't think later has anything like that. And then also like Tailwind communities, you can join those communities to find other content that's complementary to your content, which is key there. Um, you want to make sure if you are pinning other people's content, it's not more than the amount of content you're pinning about your own content. And if you are pinning other people's content, you want to make sure it complements yours. So like for me, I will pin Instagram marketing content. I will pin content on um, even podcast marketing, things that I talk about, but I think will still be helpful to my clients um, or my audience, but it's not directly competing with what I'm doing. So you want to make sure it can still help your audience if they need it, but it's not competing with what you're talking about. I love that so much. That is such a good tip. And I feel like now through this episode, we're all going to be running over to Pinterest because of you, girlfriend, and now downloading later and all the dang things. This has been so juicy. I've got one last question for you and it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me, do I have a favorite quote? Huh. I would just say it would be something along the lines of just always to be authentically you. Um, and the reason is because that's basically what I am. I'm always just me. I love to have fun. Um, like a lot of people always say, how did you like come up like Pinterest badass and all this stuff? And I'm like, it was just literally me being me. And I don't like to be like anyone else. I just like to have fun. And not everyone can, you know, pull that off all the time, you know, because you want to stick with like Pinterest marketing expert. And I'm like, that's fun. That's cool. But for me, it's, it's not, it's not exciting enough. I'm very energetic. So I want things to match my energy. And that might not always work for the people that I work or who, I think I might want to work with, but that's fine because that means we're not the right fit. So being authentically you just, you will find your people, you will find your audience, your community, because there's, you know, someone out there for everyone. I love that. That is so amazing. And I think just when you are so authentically you, it just brings all the things that were meant for you your way, which is what I love. This has been right. So amazing, girl. Thank you so much for all of your time. Tell us how we can stay connected with you. If you've got any resources we should know about, tell us all the things. 
Yeah, so my favorite platform to actually hang out on is Instagram. So it's not Pinterest because it's not an engagement platform. So you can definitely find me on Instagram at Presh Rogers. I'm pretty sure you'll put it in the show notes. Um, so I like to hang out on there. I make um, just about weekly pinning with Presh videos. So you can find a lot of valuable content there. And I love to make some reels and TikToks because like I said, I'm very just energetic and playful and I love to have fun. So definitely visit me there. And if you are looking to get started on Pinterest, I have my how to get started on Pinterest in one week email challenge. And I will definitely make sure you get the link to get that as well. Amazing. That is great. Thank you so much, Precious. We'll make sure to pin, pin, (laughs) no pun intended. We'll make sure to put all of that amazing info in the show notes. Thank you so much. It was so amazing having you. And we hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Remember that you are beautiful, confident, capable, and worthy of whatever your heart desires. And we will see you in the next one. Until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.